0: The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. I'm one of those people that watches the Super Bowl for the commercials, not for football. This year, though, I didn't pay much attention to either of them and waited until the next day for the commentary that followed. And this year it seems that people are talking about the Tide commercial. The Tide ad has more than 11 million views on YouTube this week, and several have made their own Tide ads or memes to share on social media. In case you haven't seen this commercial, Well, actually, commercials, because there's several of them. The commercials begin like any other Super Bowl ad. Like for beer, or cars, or insurance. So what makes them a Tide ad? The super clean clothing that everyone wears. As actor David Harbour alludes to in each commercial. He points to the dazzling white clothes of a car mechanic or the ultra-bright clothing colors of the family gathered around Amazon's Alexa, or the stain-free clothing of the insurance salesman known as Jake. Each commercial directs the viewer to the ultra-clean clothes, and apparently, halfway through the game, he had everyone wondering whether or not every commercial was a Tide ad. So this Tide ad was still in my mind as I read the Transfiguration story this week. Jesus is up on a mountain with Peter and James and John. A familiar scene, one we have seen several times before. One that we read each year at this time in the transition between Epiphany and Lent. It's a holy moment. A mountaintop experience. We've seen it before. But wait. Jesus' clothes are dazzling white. It's a Tide ad. (laughs) I read that his clothes were dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them, and I imagine the Holy Spirit standing before a washing machine that reads, for Jesus only, <laughs> and pouring out detergent from a Tide bottle to get those clothes remarkably bright, glowing, and dazzling white. Now, of course, the transfiguration is about more than just Jesus' clothes. Trans comes from the Greek word metamorpho, as in metamorphosis meaning change. Jesus was transformed on that mountain, changed somehow, though it's not exactly clear besides the dazzling white clothing what was changed. A number of years ago I asked a friend who identifies as transgender to reflect with me about the transition from male, or excuse me, from female to male. For much of his life, people referred to him as a girl and his outward appearance reflected what people expected for girls. As an adult, he began to change his outward appearance to reflect what people expect for men. He changed his name, he grew facial hair, and he began using male pronouns. When I asked him about these changes and what the prefix trans means to him, he simply said, the thing is, I don't feel like I've changed at all. The transitioning let my true self be known and seen by others. This is who I have always been all along. And then he said, transitioning affected the people around me much more than it affected me. They are the ones who change their ideas, their assumptions, and their prejudices about gender. This dramatic change and powerful transformation for him were about revealing his true identity, not changing it. And in turn, the people around him were changed. We had our assumptions about him challenged and readjusted. Some were able to stay with him through the revelation and change, and others couldn't make any sense of it at all. They were afraid because everything that they thought they knew about him had changed. Imagine now Peter and James and John climbing up the mountain with Jesus, their friend and teacher, talking about life and what the future might hold for them, when suddenly he is transfigured, changed, and they were terrified. Traditionally, this transfiguration event is understood as the moment when when Jesus reveals his divinity, He's not changed from human to divine, but the disciples see for the first time that Jesus is both human and divine. Jesus' true self was now known and seen by others, perhaps for the first time. Everything that they thought they knew about him had changed. Assumptions about him and about their future were challenged and readjusted. No wonder they were terrified. None of us really like change, do we? Of course not. But their lives and their understanding of Jesus were transformed on that mountaintop. However, the transfiguration of Jesus and the transformation of the disciples is much more than a commercial break from everyday life. They didn't stay on the mountaintop, though the disciples wanted to but they transitioned back down the mountain into the mundane nature of everyday life, down into the nitty-gritty details of misunderstanding and squabbling and disbelieving. They entered back into the religious and political quarrels of the day, back down to the poverty and pain (coughs) that are part and parcel of our life in this world. And we remember that as Jesus comes back down the mountain, ready to enter into our gritty world on our behalf, he also enters into our brokenness and fear, into our disappointment and loss. The very heart of Christian faith is that the Holy One revealed on the mountaintop is also the human one with us in the plains and valleys. Christ is with us and for us, in the midst of our suffering and fears, experienced in the valleys of life. Christ is with us and for us so that we might not simply persist, but flourish. Not simply have life, but have it abundantly. That we might understand that the God who created us and sustains the whole cosmos not only knows that we exist, but cares. Cares about our ups and downs, cares about our hopes and disappointments, cares about our dreams and despair, cares about all the things that we care about, promising to be with us, to walk alongside us, and never, ever let us go. Just as the voice from heaven announced Jesus as the beloved one, we too are transformed and named in our baptism. We are made new in the light and love of God And we are invited to let the light of Christ shine through us in our prayers and in our giving through our acts of mercy and compassion and justice so that others, too, may see that we are changed by the glory of God in us. In this meal and in the waters of baptism, we are transformed to live life anew, confident in the one who transforms us from the inside out.